0: Yo, 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 welcome back, welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is slash Overreaction Monday, fresh off a of championship weekend, man, Um, good weekend of football, good weekend of football, at least one of the games, I'm one half of the pod, Darius Butler got my co-host back in the building, Antoine Bethea, what it do? What's good, brother, how was your weekend, man? Weekend was good.
1: Like you said, man. Yesterday was able to sit through one hell of a game, and then the other game was, ah, you know, unfortunate. Yeah. But other than that, man, um,
0: good weekend, great weekend. How about yeah. yours? Same, same, man. Great weekend, great weekend with the fam, obviously. Um, but back to this, to this football, real quick. The NFC Championship obviously opened up um, yesterday. That was a, a, a bummer, a buzzkill for sure. Two two teams that have been great. Um, You know, Philly's been great all season long. Philly, I mean, uh, San Fran had to find their footing. But we'll talk about that more on the other side. That was an ugly game. And then the AFC Championship game came down to the last drive, essentially the last play, a huge penalty. Definitely got a lot to talk about on that game as well. But good weekend, good football. We got the Super Bowl. It's set. The Super Bowl matchup is set. Um, what else are we gonna get into outside of football? Man, we got the new lineup, new
1: setup for the NBA All Star Game. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely we got to gotta... some... go ahead.
0: Now we got some uh, coaching hires, more yeah. rumors on the on the coach coaching firings, uh, on the, on the coaching mill for uh, for the NFL.
1: Yeah. So. But a good some 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 good topics on the football side though. I think we'll have a good good show. Um obviously as always, you know, put your put your questions in the comment section. We got yeah. some questions from um from Twitter we're gonna get to. Um
0: oh, we got some Twitter yeah. questions, huh?
1: So we got some Twitter questions, you know. So we're gonna we gonna get to those as well.
0: All right. That's a bet, man. So um ooh, we'll see y'all on the other side, man. Should be a good one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the other side of man. The man, pod. what you want to jump off with, A.B.?
1: Man, let's jump right into it, man. Like you said, Sunday, man. Sunday, yesterday with Championship Sunday. um, Started off with the uh, NFC Championship. Um, So let's get it, man. The 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Let's recap this game. Um, You said it before on the other side. That The 49ers, man, they've been playing a hell of a ball all year. Um, mm-hmm. They were down to the third-string uh, third quarterback. Um, traveled to Philly. They played Jalen Hurts, my MVP in the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and early in the game, man, a huge, huge injury at the quarterback position that really just changed the whole um, dynamic of the game. Yeah. Um, it changed the whole dynamic. Um, you know, obviously, Josh Johnson, he gets in. He's a fourth-string quarterback, and then he gets injured. Um, Brock, Purdy, Brock Purdy comes back in. Um, what, what, what was your thoughts, man? Very, very unfortunate. Like you said, man, the 49ers have been playing well all, all year. I think everybody was waiting for this game. Um, you know, both offenses, explosive, um, two very good defenses. Yeah. Very good coaches. Sound football team on both sidelines. And one injury, which we know is part of the game, affects the game in a in a in a terrible way for the 49ers. What was your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, just an example, another reminder of, of why, you know, we talk about all the time, hey, man, these quarterbacks, they get too much attention, too much blame, too much praise, too much money sometimes, uh, uh, as far as salary cap goes. But you see why the quarterback position is so important. Once Purdy went down, um, you know, it was, pretty, it, it was over. Obviously, Josh, Josh Johnson has been around the league for a while yeah. as a vet. But, you know, you get put thrown into the NFC Championship game on the road. Uh, most quarterbacks not going to be ahead of that. Uh, Brock Purdy, I, I was excited. I was excited for the matchup. Brock Purdy has kind of taken everybody by storm, the whole league. Nobody expected anything from Brock Purdy once he got into that lineup outside of him. His family, probably his teammates that's been seeing him grinding all year. Um, and it was special. It's kind of going to be a storybook ending one way or the other. Uh, and I expected a great game. Obviously, San uh has had an explosive offense all season long with Purdy at the helm throughout these playoffs. Same with the Eagles. Defense, offense on both of these teams, man. So, huge letdown. Obviously, injuries are part of the game. Um, but after that, what halfway through the first or, or halfway through the second, really, once so got knocked out, and shit was damn near like a preseason game. Like you had yeah. you no, know, you we the the Eagles knew, um, at least the viewers at home, we were watching at home. You saw Purdy struggling on the sideline, and and a lot of people on the, on my timeline, I saw was like, hey man, Purdy, you can throw on the sideline. Why are you not in the game? You know, you got an elbow injury, you know, thug it out, play through it like. I hate when people say dumb shit like that. You have no idea what that injury is, no idea how it feels. Yeah, You know, kind of like the emergency quarterback at that point. I can still still take a snap. I can hand the ball off. I think he threw one screen pass. But even on the sideline, you can see that there was no velocity on those throws that he was throwing. So um, they were up against it. I think the fullback was the emergency quarterback. They didn't want to go that route. Uh, but it was ugly. They ended up winning 31-7. Uh, pretty much, even the last game with the Giants, Pretty much cruise control too. So a lot of people will say, have the Eagles been challenged yet going into the Super Bowl? Uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts um on that, you know, based on the route that they've taken so far. I can care less about the route, you know what I mean? <laughs> um at the
1: end of the day, you know, we 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 play whoever shows up, you know. So again, the 49ers, they were fortunate enough, they played well, they were there. It wasn't the Eagles' fault that. You know, well, it was the Eagles' fault that the quarterback got hurt. Hassan Reddick out there playing like <sighs> a dog. You know, so – um and proud of that, you know, playing the Giants. So, again, man, we can't complain about who the Eagles played. At the end of the day, they had a team that would match up against them, and they went out there and did what they were supposed to do. Um Very, very, very impressive. You know, I, I'm even watching the game and just looking at it, like, for Jalen Hurts. Like, <clears throat> even his stat line. His stat line isn't crazy you know, 120, like 121 yards passing, you know, um, I know at one point in the game, he was around towards the end of the game, around like 35, 40 yards rushing. So it's not, it's not like he's lightening up as far as the yeah. stat line, but the O-line is playing magnificent. That run game is, 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 is great. And we talk about it early in the year, like, yeah, the quarterback's putting up big numbers, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to championship football, what the eagles are doing your front has to be dominant
0: yeah
1: and that's what they're doing that old line is being dominant they being able to run the ball control the clock on the flip side on the defensive side we've seen it that front is causing havoc um you know late in the year and in the playoffs man so again eagles did what they were supposed to do um and you yep. can't you can't complain about that the eagles did what they were supposed to do again unfortunately for the 49ers um but shit, they. I think they're in a, a really good situation. You got three quarterbacks over there. Um, you got to see what you're gonna do. Trey Lance, Jimmy G, and Brock. You got three guys that can. What,
0: what you, you doing, are, man? What you um, what? What are you doing next? You you uh Kyle Shanahan. You obviously gonna make the call. Who is yeah. opening up? Your Brock
1: Purdy. Brock, Brock Purdy right now. He, he's 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 my guy. He's my QB one. QB one. I've I've seen enough. I think everybody's been waiting for that game where it's okay. That's who he really is, but he hasn't shown us that. So right now, going into the uh, going into next off season, Brock Purdy's my my quarterback one, and obviously, you know with Trey Lance still a young quarterback, I hate it, but w- one of those two guys got to go. You know for sure. You know that's a crowded, crowded, crowded. Um, Quarterback room, so one of those other guys got to go. But Brock Purdy, man, he's my my QB one.
0: Yeah, if I if I'm not mistaken, I think Jimmy G I think he's a free agent after this year. Yeah, um, but you know, gotta go. And, and I'm right there with you, Brock Purdy QB one. I know that the draft position don't say it, the contract doesn't say it, uh, but his play did, and he he went out there and, and handled business all season long. Well, for the part of the time that he was out there. And coming into this game, um, Jalen Hurts, your MVP right now, would have been mine if he didn't miss those games. My MVP go, vote would go to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but going into this NFC Championship game with Jalen Hurts, who's, you know, right in there in the MVP conversation, a lot of people still felt like 49ers had a great shot at this with a healthy Brock Purdy. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, if, if we're fist, we all be drunk, so we're not going to play that game. Um, he did get hurt, and it wasn't like he – you know, trip off the plane getting injured to your point. Hassan Reddick being blocked by a tight end, I believe. Don't. I mean, this dude probably, Don't. if you had five candidates to be in a uh, defense player of the year conversation, he would definitely be in it. Exactly. Um, he's not in the final three that came down to Nick Bosa, Michael Parsons, and uh, Chris Jones, who absolutely dominated that Shoot. AFC championship last night. Um, uh, but Hassan Reddick had an unbelievable year. I know you've been talking about him all year long before the year even started. Yep. Um, all these moves that the Eagles made, you know, obviously the injuries happened with San Fran, but you signed James Bradbury in the offseason. Yep. You, you signed Um A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, you make that trade. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, you get that trade over from the New Orleans Saints. In the like, you get all these, uh, a couple years ago, you bring Slay over. You bring all these pieces in. And you look at it on paper, and it's like, you know, this is how you give your team, uh, your quarterback, every your coach, everybody the best opportunity to succeed. And everybody did their job this year. You know, yep. everybody did their job. You know, obviously Hurts missed those couple games with the shoulder injury, but he gets back in there playoff time. Already had a one-seed home, home field advantage throughout. And uh, this is what you see, man. So vibes are high in Philly when the line opened up, the initial line for the Philly chiefs game. It was, uh, I think the chiefs were favored by a point and a half. And I mean, like six, seven minutes later, I look back and Philly was already favored by two. So, um uh, a lot of the money, a lot of the betters are high on Philly right now. Um, you know, at least right now. Yeah. We'll see um, if that changes at all. So
1: as you just clicked to it, sure, bangles at the chiefs, um, and you know what? This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to blame the mayor. I'm going to blame the mayor. And it was crazy because I really wanted to go in and change my pick after... After, after you see AM that shit? Talking that shit. I'm like, you know, you just do the bad juju out there, yo. Like, bruh, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Doing run doing the city. Way, way too much. Run, run the city, man. <laughs> run the city, doing man. Way too much. Way too much, man. Putting a lot of um, ammo on um, the Chiefs back man, but another great game, another great game between these two teams, man. I would say um probably two other, not probably two of the top quarterbacks in out in the league right now, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, I know I had I had Cincinnati Bengals winning. Uh, I'm not sure who you had. You had Cincy or, or the Chiefs in this one. I had the Cincy. You had I Cincy had a as team well. Team. Yeah. The
0: game you know I was hesitant cuz I saw way too many people picking Cincy, but that was my pick from the jump. I think I picked him on Monday or Thursday just like you did so yeah
1: so um a good another great matchup back and forth um you talked about it on the Chiefs side man Chris Jones had a, a hell of a hell of a game wrecked that game um Patrick Mahomes I think it was a lot of questions as far as you know how would he be able to uh <clears throat> to move around coming off that high ankle sprain. I think we both dealt with that so we knew how um how tough that would be. Um, there you go, man. Chris Jones. It's just crazy. Eight pressures on Sunday, uh, three sacks. Uh, well, uh, the result of those uh eight eight pressures, three sacks, two by Jones himself, five incompletions. Um, not a single positive yard generated by the Bengals, and that's what you that's what you want when you yeah dominant. You got a dog up front that can wreck the that can wreck the game and have a major effect on the game. Um, obviously you talked about it. You know, it didn't come down to just one play, but this the last play of regulation was a huge, huge play. Um, you and it know, it was hust- a penalty, no it, doubt, it about was it. no, no doubt about it. Hustling to the quarterback, um, push past the homes, um, out of bounds, giving them the extra 15 yards, it really put them in great, um, field position for the for the field goal, man. Um, i seen some good, some, some good video, man. Uh, BJ Hill. You know, at the end of the at the um in the locker room, you know, the reporters were asking questions, and BJ Hill was standing there next to him. Yeah. Um I don't want to mispronounce his name. Oh o- uh, C- Sai. Yeah.
0: Um
1: so you Joseph know, shout out to BJ Hill, man, being a brother, being a teammate, great teammate. But unfortunate for the Bengals, man, because I was I was hoping for an overtime.
0: Yeah. Yeah, everybody was obviously for the entertainment. Some people um for that same game parlays, waiting for any time to touchdown from somebody. But uh it was a good game. You you always want bonus football when you got two teams like that. And it like like you said, you know that penalty was a huge one. And as players, we both know it. It's never truly one play that wins or loses you the game. And as a player, I know for me personally, at least. Um. You know, at the end of the game, the first person you look at is yourself. Like, damn, I could. And it, and it may be insignificant plays to other people. Yeah. It's like, damn, if I would have called that instead of this, I could have picked that off. Like, I knew that was coming. I should have made that play. I could have fell on a fumble. I could have yeah. made that tackle on open field. Whatever it is uh, to prevent that first down and force a punt. Um, so you always go through all these different plays and different scenarios that you know could have been different. But uh, for fans, you, you know. And a lot of people, you know, that was obviously a huge player had a huge impact on the game. Uh, but it was more than that. Um, but this game, man, and, and and I'm the furthest from, you know, the whole oh, hey, the game is rigged. Uh, yeah. team, the NFL want this team to win or that. What you what you about to say, Deep Hey, but that shit last night. I'm not saying it wasn't. And I know from the player standpoint, I, I almost probably would never go there. Like, hey, this shit is rigged, or that. That from the player or coach's standpoint. These refs, man. That and it was so bad that this was one of the top trends last night on Twitter. <laughs> NFL hashtag NFL rigged, and so that's the question a lot of people had. Hey, man, and I and I, I put up a tweet after the game, you know, that showed the first lines of the Super Bowl and like, all right, you know, who y'all got, who we like, and like probably. 80% of the responses, like man, who's refing? I like the refs. Who the refs want to win? Right. so what So what's your thought on all the all the conversation about the game? And this is this is right on the heels of I don't know if you're watching that Celtics Lakers game. Yeah, I did. But if you watch that Celtics Lakers game, the fourth quarter of that game was all Celtics down to that missed file on bronze. So what's your <laughs> thoughts on all this chatter? about the NFL being rigged? So,
1: again, right, we talk about all the time, man. It's a billion-dollar business, man. So, more mm-hmm. top billion-dollar business. So, at the end of the day, we talk about it, the NFL's going to do what's best for the NFL. I'm not going to say it's rigged, but we got to implement some some changes, right? where i understand human error as far as refs, yeah but being that so much is on the line for both teams and we talk about it as well where it's a lot of betting going on now it's a lot of betting going on now right so a lot of people got a lot of money on the line and we can't put that solely in the hands of of, of refs, right so we yeah. do all. we got all these cameras out there on the field we got New York watching. we got to be able to overturn these calls. all right we gotta be able to hey look man now that that was a bad call that was a bad spot. that wasn't a, a defensive passing offense because again, like all this shit affects the game and again that affects people's livelihoods man so we we gotta we gotta do something about the refs because players not the, the fans' not paying to see the refs. yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean like the, the fans. The, the, the spectators, we're, we're here to see the guys, the women, that's out there performing on the court, that's performing on the field. And a lot of times, man, it's coming down to having these conversations. And these conversations really shouldn't be had as far as the refs, the refs, the refs. Like I, we, we, the, the NFL, they got to do something about it, man. Again, it's a billion-dollar business, man. We got we to gotta get something more consistent.
0: Yeah, and consistently better I think it goes back to uh we just talked about NBA too but for the NFL full-time well paid NFL refs I think that um I think that would help number one the product on the field I think that would help them perform their jobs better just like I'm sure football players got a lot better once they didn't have to have second and third jobs at home off the field. Like now right. everything goes into being the best football players possible. And they, Hey, we, we, on, we on AFC championship <laughs> last night. Like this is the, this is the game. You, that may be the last opportunity. The chiefs or the Bengals have to go. Any of those players have to go to the Super Bowl. those fan bases, et cetera, et cetera. And, for it to come down to refs that aren't even full time or that aren't being compensated uh, properly, you know, in regards to we talk about this being a multi-billion dollar a year industry. Um, and then that way, the other things aren't even thought about as much. You know, you're not going to make every call correctly. You know, right. it's, it's going to be human error. Everything is moving faster. But, you know, using the eye in the sky more, using the chip that's in the ball. Um, more even, and uh, it, it, it's got, it's gotta be better. It's gotta be some real conversations had, some real changes happening, especially cause there's always been a lot of betting going on, a lot of money on the game, a lot of this, a lot of that. But now it's way more prevalent and more legal than it's ever been. And it's only going to be more than that. So all these questions are going to be more and more. So do you start to lose uh, the integrity? We always, the NFL always talking about the integrity of the shield. Yeah. And how how people, you know, me included, like I said, I'm the last person ever coming to a conversation saying, Hey, that shit rigged and this shit scripted. Or you watching that shit like last night or the basketball game the night before, it's like, okay, clearly this game clearly looks like the refs are leaning one way, and um that 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 can't happen. That cannot happen on any level, um, especially on the biggest level, biggest game. It's like, damn, if you're doing it when you know. 50 million people watching. You gotta be doing it on the one o'clock game, uh in yeah. Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. So we gotta fix that, man. We gotta fix it quick because obviously I'm a huge fan of the game. I know the players and coaches and shit like that. They got nothing to do with it. But as far as that referee in the NFL, they gotta clean it up. We gotta get a better product one thousand percent.
1: For sure. I'm a
0: hundred percent
1: in agreement with you, my guy.
0: Yeah, that was that was uh that was bad, but um what you got, man? I saw you throw up a, a, a couple, couple questions before we keep it moving.
1: Nah, man, it was just a couple comments, you know. Um, oh, okay. My guy T Bone Seven One Eight Zero Six says asking fifty year olds to keep up with that with that speed is unfair to everyone. Um, I get it, and you know somebody said um, be hammer, full time and a little younger. You know, you said it right there before D-Buck, You know, full time refs. Um,
0: that, I I can't believe we even have still having that conversation. I thought that was I honestly thought that was done with after the, the little lockout that the refs had. But guess what the fuck do I know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But um, man, we should we we, we should still have a great Super Bowl. Um, obviously the Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, both one seeds, uh, both great teams. Um, both two favorites at the quarterback position for the MVP award right now, Jalen Hurts and uh, Patrick Mahomes. And they'll also be making history as well. Um, and you were part of history 16 years ago. Damn. You were know, part of history, man. 16 uh, years after, Tony Dungy and Lovey Smith made history by becoming the first two black head coaches to face off in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes become the first two starting black quarterbacks to face off in Super Bowl. Glory. That's a tweet by Chris Williamson, C. Williamson, 44. Uh, and that's crazy. You know, this may not matter to a lot of people, um, but this is definitely important. It's a huge milestone. I believe, and it's right on the brink of uh, a Black History Month coming up. It's always Black History Month for me. But um, this is huge. This is big. Obviously, when you think about how far the black quarterback has come and had to fight through and get – Real opportunity exactly. and to be um, taking a, taking a, the field as the uh, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. That's a special, special moment, man. Any thoughts on that? And then a flashback for you to your rookie year. Rookie uh, year, w Smith and Tony Dungy. Did you yeah, were aware of that at that point?
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was talked about. It was mm-hmm. talked about definitely going into the game. But um, to go back to to Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, and you touched on is that it just shows the growth for the game because at one point. You know, you had to do some dynamic stuff to even be considered um to be able to play the quarterback position yeah. um being black because they always talked about one of the things are black quarterbacks smart enough to well black players smart enough to play that position. You know, obviously, you know, you had the Doug Williams, the Randall Cunningham, Warren Moons, and things of that nature. But to see this um first time, you know, you got two strong black quarterbacks to face off in the Super Bowl. And this game's been played for
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: many a years, man. So, again, um, it's good to see, man. And it's something that we shouldn't take
0: lightly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's awesome to see, man. I'm definitely going to be uh, excited about this matchup. Obviously, they're two, two great, great quarterbacks and changing the game. Um, also, just saw somebody put it in the chat. This is going to be the first brother, brother? Kelsey. The Kelseys playing each other in the Super Bowl? That's I'm, do, man.
1: Yeah yeah
0: that's unbelievable Um, and it ain't like they like you know players that's you know barely holding on to a roster spot like these two all pros i believe jason kelsey and travis kelsey um facing off in the super bowl starting a podcast this year two new heights yeah time to start that um so it's gonna be dope hey i know i know one thing they happy about what's that
1: shit um, they can spit them Super Bowl tickets up amongst their family. That's so, a fact. Out there, not-
0: you know, everybody gonna want to go to Super Bowl, period. But AZ,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I that, that's one thing that they'd definitely be excited about. Hey, you get mom's side, I get dad's side.
0: So, what? What? what's the What's that like? That that lead up because you know I played in a, in a championship game. We lost though. We obviously didn't go to the Super Bowl. But what's it like after you punch a ticket to the bowl? Obviously, you got that two-week window. Everybody know you're going. You dealt with it twice. Everybody know you're going. You got to take care of everybody. How how distracting is that? How different is that going into a wild card divisional championship game, uh, going into a super bowl game off the field? Man, first off, like you, you on cloud nine. You know, mm-hmm. you said it, like you know, you you
1: you work your butt off your entire all season regular season to get to this point right to get to the super bowl to play for that lombardi trophy so again this week you know this is when you're going to take care of all the off the field stuff you know i I remember vividly like on this monday i think uh over the tuesday like we had a a meeting you know a meeting with you know uh, jim Marseille bill polian all the players and you could bring a significant other just to talk about all the gymnastics that's going that's going to go on, you know, during this week, as far as okay, how, who are you going to have handle your tickets? Um, as far as the hotel rooms, you know, so you can get a lot of questions. But at the end of the day, you know, you're on cloud nine, um, so you try to get all that stuff out of the way, so as a player, as a team, you can focus on winning this last game, you know. Um, then, you know, you just get to, you get to talk about okay when we get to when we get to the place wherever the Super Bowl is, okay, how's that week gonna be laid out? Right. Obviously, you got um Media Day on Wednesday, which is a a big thing, you know. Um, the big thing again is okay, what is curfew? Do we have curfew or do we just play it out like a regular week, man? So it's a lot of stuff that goes on. I feel like the team that really handles the off-the-field stuff the best, uh-huh. and you know, you get you go into the week and you try to keep things um as rugged as possible, I, it seems like those might be the teams that play the best, you know, limited distractions. But, again, man, you on cloud now. You out there having a good time, man, and just hoping that you can, you know, the team can go out there and get that dug.
0: Yeah, man, damn, that you just you just impacted my thoughts on betting this game. Just now real quick thinking about that, getting that little insider off the field. But we got plenty of time to get to that. Speaking yeah. of betting. uh our sponsor for the show, Yay! Yeah. FanDuel Sportsbook. Shout out, shout out, shout out to the FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of the NFL. Um, we, we've said it before, we'll say it again. We're gonna be out there on Radio Row with some special guests, bringing you bringing you some special guests and special entertainment. We got to drop these interviews too at some point because uh, somebody we interviewed, uh, Joshua Williams, hey. rookie. Had a big play last night, man. Talking about decision overthrows, big play in the game last night. Big interception. He's going to a Super Bowl in his rookie year, which is which is which is outstanding, man. So shout out, and congrats to him. Yeah. Um. But speaking of Super Bowl, <laughs> here we go. Uh oh, this one. No, actually, you know what? I'm gonna take this one off. This is a different one. Let me just read this one on camera. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel America's number one sports book. Download FanDuel now and use the promo code M2M M2M Live, baby. Okay. M2M Live so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, that's $3,000 if your first bet doesn't win. while up to $3,000. I'm sorry. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown, all on the top-rated sportsbook app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. I like that. Fast payment, fast friends. So join FanDuel today with promo code AB.
1: m 2 Live.
0: My man, to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Damn, Super Bowl 57 already. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Once again, appreciate them for rocking with us all year. As we always. Start start. Uh, what else we got? Kelsey in the playoffs. We got to talk a little bit about Travis Kelsey in the playoffs. This 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 tight end GOAT conversation is getting more interesting by the game. Uh Travis Kelsey, most playoff receiving TDs of all time. With another one last night, he moves up to second place, tied with Rob Gronkowski with 15. Uh Jerry Rice, the GOAT, is sitting up there at number one, comfortable 22 playoff receiving TDs. You think uh you think Kelsey got a shot to get there? He
1: definitely does. <laughs> He definitely does, man. With him and Mahomes, and just <clears throat> he's a playmaker, man. And again, like you know, him and Pastor Mahomes, when you have a, a quarterback and a receiver tied in um on the same page, how those how those guys are, um I definitely think he has a chance to get to that twenty-two.
0: What year is this for? You know what year this is for? I do not. Is it like? Uh, like it's like twelve. Who Kelsey? What? Hell no! Nah. You think more? Nah, less. Less? I think. Somebody, somebody, look that up. Let us know in the I'm, chat, I'm about, man. I'm about to look it up. All right, let us know in the chat. Uh, I took a picture. See, y'all don't get this picture straight from two MVPs. Actually, I took it on my phone. He's uh, he came in in
1: 2013. 2013. That's.
0: So- What's that? 10, eleven Might be 11 then. 10. All right, 10, 11, somewhere around there. Yeah, you was close. I, ain't, I for some reason. You didn't think he was at all? I, I did not. Yeah, because he uh he had some good years with, with, with Alex Smith. Um I think it's just Alex Smith before uh obviously before Mahomes took over. But Mahomes, if he wins two Super Bowls, if he wins this Super Bowl, this will be his sixth season. It took Tom Brady eleven, Joe Montana twelve, and Peyton Manning eighteen to get to their two Super Bowl, two MVPs, and this dude is to—he has a chance at least to do it in his sixth season. That's just—that's—that's that's that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, man. And um, you know, draft season right around the corner in April. You always hear the 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 sad ass stories in draft season with you know terrible home terrible upbringing coming in. I want to highlight these both of these dads. Shout out historic Super Bowl matchup. Both of these active dads, man. Let's start with uh, which one you want to start with, AB? Man, we're
1: gonna start with Pat Mahomes Senior. Man, he was a three sport star high school basketball, football, and baseball played 10 plus years in the MLB. Um and he said last night what he was smoking on. But
0: yeah, smoking on that burrow pack. Smoking on that burrow
1: pack, baby. But man, look, shout out to Pat Mahomes Senior. Definitely, as you stated, man, we don't um we don't talk about this enough. You know, black fathers in the household um being great role models for their sons. And um I just, you know, good to see man. Shout out to Pat Mahomes Senior. Shout out to Pat Mahomes. And, look, they going to get another – trying to go get another Super Bowl this year, baby.
0: Yes, sir. Another one already. And then Averyon Hurts, Sr., been a head coach at Channel View High School since 2006. Also played football, ran track and field at Howard Payne University, man. And watching these um, – you know, watching both of these young superstar quarterbacks, you can tell they were, they were obviously brought up the right way. But um, – Just Jalen Hurts, you know, his his whole demeanor, how he carries himself, how he leads. um, You can tell that he's he's a coach's son. sure, a lot of these and even how we describe a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of black quarterbacks a lot of time. You still don't use all those words where you know you say like gifted or this and that, but these guys are obviously talented and, and super smart, well intelligent, yeah, intelligent, great leaders. So, um, uh, shout out once again to both of these quarterbacks, man. Both of these teams have punched their ticket to the big one, Super Bowl. AZ cannot <clears throat> wait for it, man. Um, we got some coaching, some coaching moves, I believe one of your old coaches, Vic Fangio was uh his last job was a head coach of Denver, right?
1: Damn, my shit started tripping. Uh-oh.
0: You good, uh, you back. Where? Where? Yeah, so first, first coaching move, going to talk about a few coaching moves before we move on to some of these questions. Vic Fangio, this is your former head coach, I mean, not DC, right?
1: DC, man, okay. DC.
0: Man, the best DC that I had when I was in Whoa.
1: the league for 14 years, man. Shout out to Vic Fangio, man. Um, obviously, he had a head coaching run with the Denver Broncos yep. didn't go as planned if I was to say. But as far as a D.C., man, um, exactly what you want in a D.C. as a player. He's going to put you in position. He's going to put everybody in position to make plays. Week in and week out, you're going to know um, the strength and weaknesses of your opposing offense. You're going to know the strength and weaknesses of the defense that you're going to be playing, where you need to be helped at, where your strengths are, and, again, Hey, playmakers gotta go make plays, man. And the way he called games, perfect. You know, out of the 16 games we played that year, it was one 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 bad game that he called. And we set it on the field, on the sideline. Hey, the Vic, line. you some shit today. And the next day in the meeting, guess what he said? Yeah, I was some shit. I was some shit, man. And I salute the Vic Fangio, man. So this is a great hire um for the Dolphins, man. Being my, able to go my up, dolphins. It's for one of your teams. Um, But to see what that Dolphins, the the talent that the Dolphins have, obviously Mm -hmm. we talk about on the offensive side of the ball. We still got to wait to see what happens with Tua. Still in concussion concussion
0: protocol, by the way. Still in
1: concussion protocol. Um, But then on the defensive side of the ball, man, the weapons that he has on that defensive side, I'm excited for one of your teams, man. I'm excited to see how Vic Fangio can come in there and get that defense um, uh, rocking, man.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too, man. Um, uh, for all the reasons you said, coming back, the highest paid, fresh off the sideline, once again, the highest paid defensive coordinator in all of football, Vic Fangio. So, shout out to Vic, man. Uh, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, and Kellen Moore decided to mutually part ways. That's so nice of them. Such a nice head. I like. And we talked about it with the, the, with the left with situ- situation. They didn't word it right. They ain't word it like that with my man B left. Hey, this is the exact conversation we had when this happened. I say, hey, man, let me just – Tom Pelissero, Cowboys and offensive coordinator. Kellen Moore have mutually agreed to part ways per sources. So uh, Cowboys move on from Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy will be calling plays uh, once again going into next season. I feel like this was one of those situations where they knew what time it was. And Mike said, all right, if I'm going to get fired, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out my way calling this shit how I want to call it. So uh, Dak Prescott, the Cowboys offense, was not good enough in the playoffs. Um, So they fire Kellen Moore. They part ways with Kellen Moore. And how they worded it. I feel like this helps set up the next move for this coach. I feel like you should almost always be worded this way, unless you know. But, you know, it's the business. Different organizations do it differently. Greg Roman's firing or parting ways with the Ravens came out similar to this. Um, Speaking of, Eric Biennaby has been connected to the Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator job. And if he's not going to be a head coach in this league, I would love – to see uh, Eric Bieneby calling the offense for uh, Lamar Jackson. Qu- question. Question. i really love to see that. Question though. Question okay. for you. If you Eric, Eric enemy, I don't think it's going to be up to him, honestly. Ho, 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 ho. If you
1: Eric enemy though, like, would you leave Kansas City? That's no. Oh, I'm I about to say, I'm like, would you. I understand, like if you're going to get a head coaching job, but if I'm if I'm going to jump somewhere else to be a, a OC, would I leave the situation that I'm in right now? Actually, um, yeah. And tell tell me why? Why would you Why would yeah, you do I,
0: that? I would. So number one, I don't think it's gonna be his uh, choice. I think for what I think it's maybe something going on behind the scenes uh, with him and the organization, maybe that they, that it's these reports or them even giving permission for him to speak to other teams Um, because typically with a coordinator that's been there that long with this type of success, you're not letting that motherfucker walk out the door. Yeah. Um, So with him, the reason why I would say, okay, yeah, I would go from the Chiefs to another coordinator position because as long as he's with Andy Reid and it's not fair because it wasn't the case with Doug Peterson and a lot of these other coaches, but as long as he's with Andy Reid, I feel like he's never going to get the credit that he's due. However much credit that is for his creativity, his putting together game plan, him calling plays, whatever it is, he'll never get that because everybody will always look at it and say, that's Andy Reid's offense. That's big red running the show. If you go to Baltimore and everybody has had an opinion on Lamar Jackson, on, on hey, he, he, he's not good enough to play quarterback. He's not good enough to win a Super Bowl. He's not good enough to – do. he can't throw the ball in, the, in this league. And if Eric Benamy takes his offense to Lamar Jackson, obviously got a draft to get the talent there as well and you start, you know, putting up numbers and, and making runs at chips, winning the chip, yeah. now he's going to be a head coach. Now there is no more this Andy Reid cloud right. over him, which I believe is unfair. I believe he should have got a shot. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes as far as the interview process, as far as the other shit. Based on what we see on the football field, Eric B and me should have been had an opportunity, right. um, in my opinion. But I think that's part of the reason why he hasn't, up until this point. So if he goes to Baltimore and it ain't like you going to a team with a young quarterback, you develop, you know, you got an absolute superstar with Lamar Jackson, at quarterback. And that would be like, I mean, if your offensive coordinator draws dollar shit up, like that would be the quarterback, one of the top three or four that I would want to be calling. So if for that reason, I would say, um, yeah, I would, especially if I win another bowl, I got two chips. You know, what yeah. about you? You sound like you ain't leaving my homes though.
1: I mean, Nah, it was just a, a question because again, this I, I I get a hundred percent what you're saying. Like in my eyes, okay, first of all, it's like a, a lateral move. Now, if I'm going to get be a head coach, I'm I'm definitely I'm out of there. You know, I got my own my own show, I can run my own show. Um, again, to your point, being able to go to Baltimore, you have a talent like Lamar Jackson, I'm with that. But what does that look like? You know, you've seen for years. Been everybody's been yelling. Hey, get Lamar a receiver. Get him some receivers. So I just think it's a lot that we'll have to go into that. Where you know I leave and do go get this coaching mm-hmm. awesome job at Baltimore. Again, what are we bringing in so I can really run my offense? How my offense can be ran? You know, it's you kind of look at the situation where you got Lamar. You know, Pat Mahomes in Kansas City. You got a Kelsey. You got a Mark Andrews in Baltimore, you know, two, two, two different tight ends. But Mark Andrews is a really, really, really good tight end. Yeah. You know, can like do all the too. things that Kelsey does, but a really good tight end. So, I mean, it will be interesting. It was just a question for me that, you know, yeah. would you make that
0: lateral move? Um, but you, you bring up some good points. Yeah. And, and, and you, like, literally, you rarely – on broadcast, on anywhere, you rarely hear – Eric being me accredited with anything as far as when it comes to that offense. And um like I said I, I don't think even Mike McDaniel in San Fran who we knew never called plays in San Fran, he got a lot of that credit freaking it's a lot of people getting a lot of credit. But um so yeah, for that reason, going to win another bowl. But to that point though, I feel like sometimes that's like on some some in-house
1: shit too though. Like where, like, in San Fran, Shanahan could have been telling people, like, nah, you know, Mike McDaniel, he's doing X, Y, and Z, where I feel like
0: Andy Reid could do the same thing for Eric B. Enemy, like, can come out I of- feel like Andy Reid kind of has, though. anytime you hear Andy Reid speak on it, I feel like he kind of puts Eric B. over. And not put him over, but just maybe make it plain to what he is and who he's been. Patrick Mahomes as well, I've heard him speak highly, uh, Eric B. but we know how powerful uh, that media voice that media. too. Yeah, you know what I mean and, and once again I'm not saying it's for everybody but more people people have certain insights on what's going on behind the scenes as far as you know and that's stuff that I'll probably never be privy to some of us will never be privy to but they know what's going on behind the scenes right wrong or different we know how that shit goes in this business but um, I think he's more than earned an opportunity to be a head coach uh, I saw that he's been connected to the coach the Indianapolis Colts job, yeah, uh, I think that'll be great. But you know, for him, um, since it's taking this long, I feel like since it's taking this long, I would want him to go into a situation. I'd much rather see him even been an OC for a year with Lamar Jackson overtaking that coaching job at uh, with the Colts. Because you know, we get one, we get one bad shot. Steve Wilkes got one shot in Arizona, got another shot to be an interim in Carolina. I feel like blew that process out of the water, and still didn't get a a real look at the head coaching job. So, um, we shall see, man. We
1: yeah, we shall, we shall.
0: We shall see another coach back on the Patriots sideline. The Patriots finally got a real offensive coordinator now with Mac Jones going into his third year. Bill O'Brien, who was the OC um, when I was there uh, in New England, my first two years, Uh, was a fiery coach. Uh, Always came to. Similar to B.A. as far as, you know, talking shit the players and shit on the field, the defensive players and how he ran the scout team and his interactions with Tom Brady have been caught a lot on camera. A very <laughs> intense coach. I love him as a coach. I think this would be great for Mac Jones and his progression. And obviously the Patriots had to go a different direction than they went this year with uh, Joe Judge and Matty P. Calling the play, so uh, what's your thoughts? Any thoughts on Billy, Billy O coming back to the Patriots sideline?
1: Yeah, man. The first thing I thought was like, man, good for Mac Jones, you know, um, for his growth, for his, his, um, you know, his, his process at the quarterback position, you know, um, being able his, to, to see his maturity. So to be able to have Billy O back on the sideline, back in that, um, that quarterback, that quarterback room. Um, just teaching him the the do's and the don'ts of the position, man. It's it's good to see. So um, obviously, Bill Belichick looked at it, you know, surveyed the, the season, was like, nah, we can't do that again. So um, great decision by him, man. It'll be good for for Mac Jones next year.
0: Yes, yeah, sir, man. So uh, now that championship weekend is over, we got NFL Pro Bowl coming up. Skill Showdown Thursday, February 2nd, Flag Football and Skill Showdown on Sunday, February 5th at 3 p.m. on ESPN. Pat McAfee and Kirk Hurd Street will be calling the seven on seven games. Lord Rutledge, Marcus Spears, RG3, Ryan Clark, and Dan Orlowski will call the Skills Challenges out there in Vegas, man. Will you be tuning in at all to see the new format? As a former Pro Bowler, how do you feel about the new format? And how did you feel about the game last year and the years before? And how you know how, how we've ended up at this point now with the seven on seven and the skills challenge? Man,
1: I I hate it. I hate it, and I love it. Right. So okay. I hate the fact that we did away with the game. I hate where the you game. You like went that? To. I I hate where the game went to. Like I I actually like shooting up and going out there and playing against the quote-unquote best of that year you know what i mean i i think I, I i appreciated that you know what i'm saying you, you you work hard you get you know um you know you get no you get notarized as one of the best from the from your peers and the fans and the coaches but again um as we've seen lately the game was trash it turned to trash you know <laughs> the guys weren't tackling you know guys weren't playing hard so it turned to trash so now I am excited to see what will come of this new format. Skills challenge the 707. So I am excited about that. You know, shout out to Pat Kirk, you know, and the guys is gonna be calling the different um the different programs. But I am kind of sick, man. I I I I enjoy that that part. You know what I mean? Suiting up. You get the you got the different flavor uniforms, whatever. You're going out there and you're playing against the guys, man. So we'll see. But I, I think I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be
0: fun, though. It'll be something obviously different, so a lot of people are going to hate it. A lot of people are going to love it. Uh, I, the game, from a viewer point, it, it got it became unwatchable. I feel like if you're watching football, you know, linemen obviously not blocking. Dudes ain't tackling. Like, And for, you know, understandable reasons. A lot of money. A lot of money on the line. A lot of people out there who, you know, got a contract coming up, maybe going into their last year of a deal, so I definitely get it. Uh, why the game became what it became. Um, I just remember coming up, I wish we can go back to them skills challenges, you know, the quarterback throwing the fastest man, the strongest man, those type of things. I'm interested to see what they do with the linemen. Got to do something with the big linemen the fellas as well. Um, I will be watching it. Obviously, Pat will be calling it. Kirk will be calling it. So I'll be watching it. And, and you know, just watching it out of intrigue. Like, how is this going to look? Is it any chance they go back to the old format? Does this thing have some legs? and some creativity um, maybe that I didn't expect. So I, I'm definitely going to watch it for a few different reasons, but it's definitely great to hear uh, your insight, uh, obviously as a pro bowler yourself. Uh, NBA All-Star format has changed as well. So obviously we know it's been an All-Star draft, two captains picking their teams. But now – the draft will take place the same day as the all-star game. So kind of like pick up basketball. You hop to the court. Two team captains will draft rosters live prior to tip-off. All-star starters who receive most fan votes from each conference will be captains. So you got the two captains. You got the guys who are obviously you got the starter pool. So out of those players, you'll pick from those players, and then everybody else get picked. So I'm sure somebody gonna be feeling some type of way. Been the last I, guy. I, I know I know you've
1: been... I know you've been... Um,
0: <laughs> What you laughing at, bro? I already know you about to say some, some dumb shit.
1: Shit, I already know you've been sick in the gym before, man. All right, man. I guess we'll get deep up. All right, come on, deep up.
0: Hey. <laughs> yo. This shit happened to me one time. One hey. time that I could... Literally, remember a, a few years ago, <laughs> I got invited to this. This is during the, the pandemic, actually. So, yeah, we were, we were renting gyms and kind of getting little private runs. And so, I get invited to this, uh, to this private run. And uh, so I'm like, all right, you know, I'm bored. I see it's like, you know, ten basically nine, 10 dudes on the course. So I'm like, find a dude who invited me. Hey, what up? So I'm like, all right, you know, who like who running? Like, oh, yeah, oh. Get a boy, on the boy pulling up. Oh, all right, bet. <laughs> oh, bro. bet. I got, I got down. That's a bet. I got down. Hey, shot they, shot they lights out, bro. Hey, right. I know my man D button was hot, hot. You <laughs> went to my hot, hot. Yeah. hey, y'all don't, y'all yeah. ain't tell him Oh, all right, that's what.
1: Okay. My man called. He called you and invited you. And then this is really-
0: the thing: the dude who invited me, he all he did was he, he rented the gym. He rented the gym. He, ain't he run on run the camera. It, he ain't even playing. So it's all these, you know, semi-pro cats that played overseas. You know, it's like hoopers, hoopers. So they yeah. like me, like, You hey, know, saying, and I'm literally on the gym. They shoot around. They do nothing. But I, hey, bro, steam. I'm <laughs> talking <What's> about <it? laughs> steaming. Hey, bust they ass. I'm going to post that video today, matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Post that video, man. It 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 better not be no bums in the video neither, man. You had your Butler jersey on?
0: Yo, what makes it funny is I had my little brother. I had my brother, Joy, uh, prime time. He played with Akron the year before. So had his face on the front. My name, Butler across the top. His number 13. So low-key had my jersey on. So yeah, I I was hot. Oh man, to my woo. But yeah, somebody gonna be feeling some type of way. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the draft. I'm gonna see who's the second and last pick, and I'm bet it's over on whatever his points prop is <laughs> because I know he's shooting. Yeah, he shoot. Last yeah,
1: I'm about to say the same thing. Whoever the last pick, I'm
0: I'm betting. That's a fact, man. But uh, I think I think that is that's a good move by the NBA. I think Kevin Durant uh, originally dropped the idea on his podcast. And then they um, and then they went with it. But uh, yeah. Shout that, out uh, the
1: NBA, man. Listening to their players,
0: man. Yeah, it's good. They always kind of a little bit, a little bit ahead of the game. But uh, ooh, that was funny. We <laughs> get some, some of these questions.
1: Yeah, man. <clears throat> um,
0: so I got to see you at the gym. I know you. Hey, no, no, my hat downs, man.
1: Oh uh, hell, not. Hey, B,
0: what's good? Hey, now, we got you. right here, A.B. Man,
1: shit, let me lace up real quick. You know how I be debugging somebody walking in the gym. Oh, shit, here go A.B. Uh,
0: hey, that's, you know. Here you go. I do know, I do know.
1: Hey, from Jr. I ain't about to say all them numbers. Um, <laughs> who you think is the better L.B., Shaq Leonard or Fred Warner? Hashtag M2M live. That's a tough question.
0: That's like a burner account.
1: Yeah, that's a tough question,
0: though. Um, if, great, I, if I had to pick one. Two I'm, great I'm, backs. I'm, huh? Two great linebackers. Two great linebackers, two different linebackers. Um, if I had to pick one, I would go with Fred Warner. Um, Why? Wow. Huh? Why? Wow. versatility, always in the right spot. Uh, it's communication um, because he he's kind of – I would call him like a force multiplier. So he's one of those, he like he's watching him on film. You see his communicate. Hey, make sure everybody's on point, left, right, as a Mike linebacker is supposed to do. Great in the run game, blitz game, pass coverage, everything checks all the boxes. I think uh, Shaquille Leonard does as well. He's more of a splash player. He's more of a hey, I'm gonna create a turnover, a straight yeah. sack, interception, a force fumble. Damn it, every game. So you can't go wrong with either one of these players. Uh, But if I had to, had to, had to choose one, probably some recency bias, too. Fred Warner coming off the first team all-pro year. Shaquille Leonard didn't see the field much this year because of his back injury. So, uh, But if I had to pick one, I would go Fred Warner, 54, out there in San Fran. What about you?
1: I mean, we had this conversation at, um, was it, it might have been last year, I'm gonna go Leonard. You know, I'm just not gonna agree with you. I'm gonna just go, um, I'm gonna Shaq Leonard to so one of the main reasons you just talked about creating those turnovers, getting the ball back to the offense, you know. So you don't really have a lot of players like like that in the league, where you know, they can create turnovers always around the ball. Um, and those are just special, special players. Again, you know, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of these guys. Both of these guys are great, do a great job at their position. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Shaq Leonard.
0: All right, here we go. Let me see another question, another good question we got in here. Bomb. Trashy stoner. Trashy stoner. Hold up. Oh, we need a true solution for human error at refs. Ah, uh, I mean, yeah, I think so. I think we just – I think, honestly, we just need – we need better referee. We need better – maybe some Fines. Accountability. Accountability, man. Yep. We need it. Same way players have. Players, right. you know, you are accountable for certain things. Uh, you know, if it's just egregious by a referee or a referee and crew, you know, hey, these cats ain't seen the field for two weeks or a week. And I think that'll um that'll make them feel better. And once again, it is a tough job. It's a hard job. Don't get me wrong. And on the NFLs, from their standpoint, I also think full time refs, I'm talking about off season. When we start OTAs, in day, they day. start OTAs. They train back on the They <laughs> yeah. do their fitness tests. Fact. Hey, did you what you saw here? What you saw here? I mean, I asked everybody, nope, wrong. So I think that needs to be put in place as well. And that'll help these. Um, <laughs> that'll help a lot of these old heads out, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um six-footed sneakers. Show that. Um <laughs> Brady spoke about bad football. Does bad football influence on field officiating, more specifically, televised games?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I was bad. I think he was talking bad footballs far. obviously the players and execution, being in the right place, blocking, throwing, tackling, all those things. But um does it impact? I guess.
1: I don't think so. Just because somebody's bad technique doesn't mean you out there making shitty calls. You got to do your job.
0: Do your job.
1: That's it. Do your job. Your and job. I, there
0: you
1: go. I got heated that. Yesterday. I got heated yesterday. I was, uh, we had 7-on-7 seven seven practice yesterday. 15-year-old, eighth grader called to play. He didn't do his job. Mm-hmm. That I scored on walking to the sideline. Coach, can we run this? I think if we run this, <laughs> this would be better. Man, I almost
0: took You're off
1: your little brother. Like, bro, all you gotta do is do your job. If I call another defense and you don't do your job, guess what? It's gonna be the same
0: result that just happened. Facts. So at the end of the day, just do your job. Hey, do your job. Simple, simple. Accountability, do your job. They go for players, coaches. And refs, do your job, man. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah, man. Good show, man. Good question. Let me see if any, 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 any other good questions I see on here on the tweeter. <clears throat> so we had a good one, man? We had a good one today.
1: Great one, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for um. For next week, man, we on Radio Road, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out to to FanDuel, they are gonna set it up for us, man. We are gonna have some guests, some some surprises, some special guests on the show, man. So I'm I'm extremely excited for that one.
0: I'm excited as well, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I got it. Before we get up out of here, now we talk about we don't talk about it much on here actually, cause we don't see it much on here actually, and it got up. The numbers went higher and higher as this playoff season went on for some reason, but bulletin board material. You talked about the mayor. Uh, obviously, Eli Apple was out there trolling. Not so much the um, Chiefs but the Bills, the team that he had beat prior. Just got everybody uh, kind of against him. I think everybody was rooting for Eli's uh, demise or his failure uh, last night. His, his mom actually deactivated her Twitter after the game, uh, but you spoke about the mayor, and at that point, I think we kind of had, had I right. When I first saw it, I'm like, okay, this can't be the real mayor. Uh, <laughs> this game went so it was. So, obviously, those type of things make their way into, you know, you heard Burrowhead, you heard that a lot. You heard it from the Bengals players. Then you start hearing it from the Chiefs players. So, obviously, it was something that was resonating in that locker room with a team that didn't necessarily need any extra motivation, but, it's a couple <laughs> clips from <clears throat> Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs after the game. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Burrow had my ass. Whoa, it's Mahomes' house. <laughs> I gotta hit that one more time. Woo! Burrow had my ass. Whoa, it's Mahomes' house.
1: Hey. Bro, i just let it play out before you talk all your stuff man just let the game play out man because again i promise you when i heard the mayor say that i'm like bro i might as well change my pick
0: might as well change my pick man it, it it went that that was too far I not that it was too far but it was you know what Travis Kelsey said it better than we could say. Some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth. You jabroni.
1: (laughs) The jabroni killed me though.
0: (laughs) You jabroni. Hey, shout out to Kelsey going all the way back to the attitude era. Um the Bengals man, obviously they were feeling filling, themselves. Obviously, as,
1: the as they should have. should have.
0: Playing good.
1: We got confidence in our guys.
0: But damn. I loved it, man. That was I was know you going to Shut your mouth. Jabron, I wonder where my sense you had today. Jabroni, you should have worn it anyway. I I'm gonna have my Eagles hat on. Actually, uh, I gotta get it. South be sending me an Eagles hoodie. Here we go. Yeah, man, in the Eagles hoodie, man. Yeah, I, hey, go. I did pick Eagles Chargers in the Super Bowl, and I knew in the back of my mind, the Chargers had an uphill battle in the AFC West, and the Chiefs are probably going far, to win it.
1: far off on that um Chargers pick.
0: But I, yeah, I was, I was, okay, but I, yeah. went, I went with my heart. But um, I saw this Eagles thing from a mile away. You got to be able to scout with some anticipation. Man, <laughs> it ain't it hurt. Not- Cut it out, Sirianni Bradbury Slade CJ GJ. I mean, the right ones on the wall, it was obvious for me. So, you so you knew it, right? Yeah, nah, I hear you. I never, a doubt. never doubt Thursday, man. We'll see y'all Thursday. Um, and then next week, Super Bowl, yeah, Maybe out there. Yeah, that's it, man. Thursday and Friday, right. Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday will be out there super bowl week, man. So appreciate y'all for rocking with us. You got anything else, A B?
1: Man, hey, you know what it is. Get your 30 minutes. Get your 30
0: minutes. It. I gotta find this basketball
1: video. Get the 30 minutes, man. Get your sweat in, man. Get your walk in, a little job. Get that heart rate up. You heard Get it, it, man. I, Get your I'm excited, minutes, man. man. Last week, man, I did my brain and body scan. Man, Ooh. that's why I missed on Thursday. I ain't gonna front. We family here. I was a little nervous on the brain scan. I ain't know what type of. I ain't know what I was gonna see. But it's scary.
0: I, I go every six months.
1: But your boy good, man. So so we like to hear. Yes, sir.
0: Hi, right, man. We out.
1: Peace. one plus and select states first online will, real money wager only refund issued as a nun withdrawable free bet as it expires in 14 days restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com you got a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com backslash rg that's in colorado iowa, iowa michigan new jersey pennsylvania illinois and virginia 1-800 next step or text next step to 523-42-NAZ or visit ccpg.org backslash chat in connecticut one 800 visit in indiana visit in kansas 1-877-770 stop in louisiana
0: and then one 7-8-HOPENY,
1: dash dash hope NY, or text hope HOPENY to 467369 in New York, Tennessee. Red line, all right 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Or visit www.1800gambler.net
0: in West Virginia.